Yo, what's goody, what's goody, with Trung on a hoodie, and welcome to another episode of the President Explorer Podcast, where we talk about finance, personal development, skills, teaching, and life lessons, steps, and my own personal experiences. In this episode, I'm going to give y'all some resources, some financial literacy resources that I personally use, that I have used, that I've possibly used once, but it was very valuable. I'm going to give you the resource that I use. I'm not a financial advisor, but these resources have contributed to where I am now as far as, you know, credit score wise, as far as budgeting wise, as far as investing and all that stuff in between. So let's get right into it. I'm going to give you all some YouTube channels slash podcasts as well as some uh, books that have impacted my journey and hopefully will possibly impact your journey as you get, you know, along this financial literacy journey. So let's get started. First YouTube channel I would go with is alux.com. They are more on the side of millionaire, billionaire, how to you know achieve the big yachts and all that stuff but they do have a lot of videos on basic financial topics so definitely utilize them as if you want to learn but also utilize them if you want to get inspired because they have a lot of videos on how much you know would it cost to you know to I don't know, charter, you know, yacht for a week or how much would it cost to charter a plane and all these different, you know, cool things. So if you aspire to be, you know, the top of the top, that channel's for you. If you aspire to, hey, I'm just getting started. I want to know some basics. That channel also have also has videos on basic financial topics. Next, MIT Open Courseware. Now, MIT, they they came through with that YouTube channel because not only are they talking about, they, they only have a few videos, but they also literally put a whole bunch of other videos about, you know, from MIT courses. And so they got a micro and a macroeconomics course. Like I said, they got a couple of videos on finance. And, you know, a whole bunch of other courses that they recorded during the school year and decided to post on YouTube. So if you ever wanted to go to MIT or you ever wanted to know what that experience is like, now you have that uh, opportunity by going to YouTube, MIT OpenCourseWare. So check them out. Dave Ramsey. Now, he's a lot more conservative when it comes to credit cards and or well he's anti-credit cards and all that stuff which is which is great that's definitely a way to go about it um but i feel like he's a great resource for people just starting out because you don't need a credit card just starting out you don't need to do all that they now have you know debit cards where you can build your credit and different stuff like that or putting your rent on your um putting your rent on there to show that you know, you can make on-time payments. So there's multiple different ways to show that you're building credit without using a credit card. And so I'm not mad at him on that and hating credit cards. 
But Dave Ramsey is a great, great resource. He has a show that he does every day. And a lot of people get on, tell their stories, tell how they paid off debt. So it's an opportunity to get inspired by other regular people that are just trying to get out of debt, that are just trying to do right. And so it's not, so they do have a, you know, a lot of, not a lot, but they do have a couple of people that are, you know, oh, I made, you know, $100,000 every month. Like they're, they're sprinkled in there, but majority of the people that call into the show, just regular people trying to get out of debt, asking questions that most people don't know the answer to. And so I believe that's a great resource to get inspired by other people that have gone through his program and become debt free and, you know, are able to celebrate on that show. But it's also an opportunity for you to learn basic financial ideas and basic financial concepts. Next up is the Graham Stephan show. So with Graham, he became a millionaire off of real estate and what he does he's more of a reaction uh youtuber now and so what he'll do is he'll go check out mainly uh make it money and go watch those videos see how people are spending their finances and give his two cents on how people are spending their finances and you know compare it to how he's spending his and he's very frugal very humble guy Regardless of how much money he does have, he does have like one nice car, uh, Ford something. But other than that, very frugal, very uh, down to earth. And I definitely resonate with his content. So I think he's definitely worth checking out and, you know, getting some financial ideas from him. And then last but not least on the YouTube side would be slash podcasting side would be uh the table with a o anthony o'neill uh one of the first books i read completely through in my life was by him uh it's basically like a graduation guide to uh transitioning from high school to college and so he just gave some a few tips on you know not going into debt budgeting all these different things just you know trying to get us set up in life and that's aligns up very well with the concept of this podcast of going from college or going from parents house or going from whatever you know to adulthood to paying for your own stuff to you know starting a family and so i really enjoyed that book because it definitely gave me insight on okay i don't need to go into I don't need to go into all this debt. There are different ways to maneuver without having to pay all this debt. And so that's, uh, do I, I don't think I have the book on the list, but um, I'll definitely put that in the show notes because that was definitely a great book that I did not put in here. So we, we going to add that to the list, but Ayo, he talks a lot, a lot about finance. That's what his channel's all about. He talks from the foundations of finance all the way to having millionaires talk about their story and how they got to where they're at. Um, he started off at Dave Ramsey and then moved off and did his own thing. Um, and I've been rocking with him ever since. 
nothing. I, I was rocking with him while he was with Dave Ramsey and on their team, and I'm still rocking with him even more now because he, because the information is more tailored towards me. And so definitely rock with AO. So check out his content. Like I said, talks from entrepreneurs, talks from people working nine to fives, talks from uh talks with, not from talks with people with, you know, nine to fives, talks with people uh doing the entrepreneurial thing, talks with people who were aggressive with paying off their debt. And that's what really motivated me was seeing those type of videos of people Couples, not even just individuals, but couples coming together and saying, you know what, enough is enough. Let's go ahead and take care of this debt. And so that really resonated with me and really wanted me to focus on, okay, let me get my finances straight. That way, once, you know, the significant other of my life comes into my life, we rocking and rolling. We good. We on the same page. We know what we want out of life. We know what we want financially. And so we're on the same page about that. And so, look, <laughs> your partner plays a big role in your life. Don't sleep on it. Don't just don't just look at beauty. Don't just look at, you know, what she got back there. Don't look at what she got up there. Focus on, you know, where her mindset's at as well. Mainly focus on where the mindset's at because that eye candy. Don't start to fade. No cap. Don't start to fade. So, but we're not talking about that right now. We're not talking about that right now. Let's 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 get back on topic. Books. I got a couple books for y'all. Pretty easy reads. Like I said, I started reading my freshman year going into college, and that was that uh, Anthony O'Neill book. Like I hated reading. I used. Uh, the little summary websites all throughout high school. I, I just did not like reading. But it just took a financial book for me to actually get through my first book. And then after that, I got, you know, a couple of books with me. Uh, this was the next book I read. And so that's really what got the ball rolling with me, just reading books in general. And then I got into personal development books and all that good stuff. But books... Do your best. Do your best to read books. If you don't have a lot of time, start with a page. Literally, I started with a page. <laughs> I started with a page. Then I went to five pages. Then I went to 10 pages for a minute. Just 10 pages a day. One page a day. Whatever it is. 30 minutes a day. An hour a day. Whatever works best for you, just start. Because I'm telling you, when you read it for yourself, you start to see things that other people don't see in the summary because you're looking out for things that are tailored specifically for you. And so, yes, summaries are good. Yes, summaries are great. Yes, summaries save you time. But they may go, you know, completely go over something that you really need in your life right now. And that could bring you more value than that whole summary could have. So I'd strongly advise you to do your best to actually get the books, get the physical books and read them or get a Kindle, get an iPad and read the PDFs. But start reading some books because you'll definitely recognize stuff that you don't really recognize in videos or in summaries. First book I have for you, Principles by Ray 
Dalio. Now, this isn't specifically and only a finance book. This is Principles for Life, but I believe life principles apply to financial principles. So I'm going to just give y'all five principles that I got from the book and uh, continue pushing. We're not going to do a whole summary. But I do want to give you all these key principles. If y'all resonate with some of them or you resonate with all of them, then definitely go get the book. Check it out. I don't have any affiliate links, nothing like that. Just This is just me giving y'all game for real. Effective, effectively making decisions. Right? You want to be able to effectively make decisions. You want to be able to get all the information you can about the decision. You want to write down... <laughs> All that information, write down the pros, write down the cons, get other opinions before you just go out and make a decision. And this book obviously goes a lot more in depth into all these five key principles, but I just want to keep it short and sweet. Next, be radically open-minded. I preach on this all the time. You want to be open-minded. You don't want to be closed-minded and not accept advice from others whether you're the smartest person in the room or the dumbest person in the room or just average you always want to take advice you always want to be open-minded to advice from other people right now i'm not saying take the advice and apply every single piece of advice you get from anybody but i'm saying be open-minded like be willing to listen see what they have to say see how that correlates or interferes with what you believe and you know from there make a decision to, okay i'll think about using it or i think that's a bad idea and i won't use it it's completely up to you but be radically open-minded not just a little bit not kind of but be radically open-minded because you never know because maybe an idea is not good but that idea can lead to another idea that's why that's why conversations are so powerful. That's why when me and my guest, my old uh, host was always conversating late at night, like so many ideas came to my head that I would have never thought would have came to my head. But it was only because of that energy, that synergy of us just going back and forth, going back and forth. And it's like, oh, we can do that. Oh, or we can do that. Or we can do that and that. And so it's just like ideas can lead to greater and better ideas. But that just comes from meeting with people who are where you're at or higher than where you're at or even low, even, you know, below you. And y'all just having intelligent conversations and productive conversations and just feeding off that energy. And you'd be very surprised at what y'all come up with. Next. Embrace reality and deal with it. <laughs> Embrace reality and deal with it. Yes, financial troubles might come. Yes, you might need, you will need an emergency fund because an emergency is going to happen. Yes, things are going to happen in life. Yes, things are going to go your way. Yes, things are going to be great. And you think everything's fine and dandy and you don't got to worry about a thing. But then, boom, tragedy strikes. Boom, the winter season comes. Boom, you're going paycheck to paycheck. 
you need to be prepared. You need to accept reality for what it is. So, I mean, I can take this a thousand different ways, but just truly sit down, truly take a second, get off social media, get off after this podcast, like sit down and understand what your situation is for what it is. Don't try to cover it up. Don't say, oh, it'll get better later. Yeah. It, eventually, it will get better. Eventually, it'll stop raining. Eventually, it'll become summer. Eventually, everything will come to pass. But what are you doing right now while you're going through the tough season? What are you doing right now while things are going great, right? Like, you know how I many animals work during the summer to prepare for the winter? Like, I don't understand why we don't take that same approach of life. Like, when things are going great, we should be doing the same thing. When things are going great, okay, things are going great. I'm grateful, praise God, but let me prepare for when things go bad. For real. Like, (laughs) good times aren't always going to last. Bad times will come. And then more good times. And then bad times. And then good times. So prepare for the bad times. Right? I don't, don't want to stay on these too long, but maybe, maybe I'll just do another episode just on this book alone. Because this book goes crazy. Five-step process to get what you want out of life. In life. Set clear, audacious goals. Set clear, audacious goals. Don't say, I, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be financially free. I want a house. What type of house? Where is this house located? Is it a two-story or is it a one-story house? Like, you, you got to be very specific about, when do you want this house? <laughs> like, you have to be very specific about your goals. That way you could order your steps into attaining that goal. If you're just like, I want a house, okay, you know, there's houses built by robots for $20,000. You can get a house by the end of the year. (laughs) Or do you want a mansion, multi-million dollar house? All right, that's going to take a little bit longer. That's going to take a little bit more effort. You have to determine what your goals are and make sure they're clear. Right? That's the first step. Second step. Don't tolerate problems. As you okay, so you set your goal, you made it clear. All right, what problems are we going to run into? What problems have we run into? Are we going to keep dealing with the same problems? Are we going to figure them out and fix them? You should always want to fix the problem. Fix the problem because it's just going to keep coming back. I've said this quote like two or three times on this podcast already. The pain only leaves once it's done teaching you something. (laughs) Until then, you're going to keep experiencing the same pain. It may be in a different season. It may be in a different way. It may be from a different person. But you're going to keep experiencing the same pain until you first identify it, realize where it's coming from, and learn how to act accordingly once 
it comes to you. Before it even comes to you, you should you should know the signs of when that pain's about to come and be able to nip it in the bud before that. Don't tolerate problems. Diagnose the root cause. There you go. I'm skipping over. Diagnose the root cause. So, so you know you got a problem. And you know the problem's consistently showing up. All right, what's the cause? What's causing that problem? What What's, what's leading up to that problem? Now, now, now you're thinking. Now you're working. Now you're putting in effort. Figure out what the root cause of that problem is. Now we can get to the next step and start fiz- fixing that problem. Uh, what's that? Third? No, fourth. Design a plan before you act. So don't just, oh, I figured out the problem. No, I'm going to do Go. Nah, don't do that. Design a plan. You designed a plan for your goal. You made it clear. Don't don't stop there. Design a plan for how you're going to deal with the problem, though. Write it down. Make it clear. This is how I'm going to solve this problem. Hey, how do you think I should solve this problem? Go ask other people that have been in the same situation. How did y'all solve this problem? Get advice from other people as well. Right? And then execute to completion don't execute stop halfway think it's not working and then try something else or just deal with the problem even worse execute to completion right so execute that plan you had on the problem until that problem is gone execute on that you know full plan of getting to your goal until you get there, right? It's just, it's just going to be a cycle over and over and over until you achieve that goal. New levels is new devils. So once you once you get over that first hurdle, hurdle, here comes the next. Here comes the next one. And now you got to do the plan all over again. Don't tolerate problems. All right, this, here's the next hurdle. Let's diagnose the root causes of the hurdle. Let's design a plan to act. Let's execute on that plan, that, the plan to get rid of the problem until the problem's gone. Cool. Next hurdle. And you just keep doing that over and over and over until you get to that end goal. And even and even then, you, you still going to have problems. You're going to have different types of problems. You're going to have more expensive problems. But you're still going to have problems. But you, throughout that process, and that's why people say enjoy the journey. And that's what I'm learning more and more as I'm doing this podcast is I have problems every day. <laughs> every day when it comes to this podcast. But I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the problem. Like I'm an engineer. That's all I do is solve problems all day. That's literally it. And so it's like, okay, if I can solve these hard computer thousand component machines. If I could solve those type of problems, why can't I solve how to put up a thumbnail on YouTube? <laughs> like, why can't I figure out how to 
record audio and video and max them, match them together and make it sound like one clip. Like, if I could do all that as an engineer, there is no reason whatsoever I can't figure this out. And any problem that comes up with it. There's no excuse. Now, I'm not saying you got to be an engineer or you got to be an engineer to be able to solve. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm taking the talents that God has given me and I'm applying it to every, there's, there's going to be problems everywhere. So it's good that I chose a field that will exercise my problem solving skills every single day. Not a day goes by when I enter those doors of work where I'm not trying to solve a problem where I'm not challenged to solve a problem. And that's what I love about engineering, fam, is, is I'm, not, I'm not doing boring work. Is work boring sometimes? Yeah, especially when I can't figure out a problem. It's boring and frustrating. But there's never a day where I'm not struggling to solve a problem and really work on, okay, I tried this way, I tried that way. What's another way I can try? Who can I go to to figure out this problem? So, I mean, do your best to do that every single day. If you don't work a job where, it's, where you're naturally trying to solve problems all the time, or you're just entering numbers or doing whatever you're doing, where it's just very repetitive, try to implement that into your life daily. That way when problems do arise, that way when real problems, you know, and big problems do arise in your life, now you have that muscle trained to be able to figure out how to solve that problem. So that's my little rant. (laughs) I'm getting so off topic. Plan plus reflection equals, I said plan, pain plus reflection equals progress. Pain plus reflection equals progress. That's exactly what I said. Pain doesn't leave until it's done teaching you something. Don't be hard-headed. Because it's going to come back. It's not going nowhere. So you might as well suck it up. What's the other one? Embrace reality and deal with it. (laughs) And solve that problem, right? Get over that pain. Reflect over that pain. And then push through, right? So, fam, if you want to make progress, everything you, like, I, I write down everything. Like, I do my best. I do my best. I'm not going to say everything. I do my best to write down everything I can when it comes to problem solving, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's with this podcast. I do my best to write that down. That way, when the situation pops up again, I already know what to do. I've already been there before. I already wrote it down, so I did. I can't, so I can forget, but I already have it written down, so I know. I know what to do. Reflect on your pains of life. Don't just sit in it. Don't just mope about it. But reflect on it. Figure out what you could have done better. And then move forward. All right, that that's enough on that's enough, that's enough on principles, y'all. We 
Oh yeah, we deep into this. So let let's get through these uh next two books and then we're gonna end the episode there. Pay Yourself First by Jesse B. Brown. Right? It is right here. Now the problem with this book, the only problem with this book is it's old. Like nineteen ninety seven old. So it's an older book, but it's one of the books I stole uh from my parents' little shipping boxes and they just had a whole bunch of books in it and it said pay yourself first i was like i want to know how to pay myself first and so i picked this book up it uh intrigued me and so i read it and very easy read super duper easy read for people just getting started when it comes to financial literacy it talks about uh getting out of debt right it talks about making money talks about saving money and it talks about investing money it has worksheets at the back. It has quizzes through every single chapter. A lot of books don't have that. And a lot of books should have that. Because it's not enough to just speed read through a book. I, I, I really don't like that speed reading stuff. It's like, okay. Oh, I read, you know, five, ten books in a in a month or a year. It's like, okay, what did you get from those books? Oh, nothing. Like, Bam. <laughs> Why would you spend all that time reading, whether it's an hour because you're a speed reader or whether it's three, four hours because you're a slow reader? Why would you spend all that time reading and not fully understanding the information? Now, no, I don't want you to take in every last bit from every last page and make a whole essay out of the whole. No, that's not the point. But you should be taking one thing from every chapter or, you know, two or three things from the entire book. And then applying those things. Don't just read it. Okay, that was a great book. Okay, I need to save, invest, and start a 401k and do this and I'll be good. All right. And then you don't do it. Like, that, what was the point of reading the book? You, you could have watched the 10-minute YouTube video for that. <laughs> like, so don't don't waste your time when it comes to reading. Yes, you're learning. Yes, you're training your brain to read. Yes, that's great. But... Be very intentional with your reading. So with Pay Yourself First, they do have those quizzes to be able to, you know, test you on if you really understood the information, chapter to chapter. So I really enjoyed that part of the book. Uh, and then they have a whole bunch of other stuff. So Pay Yourself First, great book. Check it out. Uh, they also talk about taxes, investment accounts. Uh, and then they have a glossary of financial terms right and so at the very end of the book so that's even a great you know little refresher on finance terms at the very end of the book and so i I think it's a great starter book for people just getting into finance that want to know the basics like i said it's outdated so the stuff about tax and the stuff about 401ks and the stuff about all that probably won't be very accurate it won't, I mean, it'll be accurate in the sense of what it is and how they gen, generally work, but it won't be accurate in, okay, how much can I invest in this 401k account or what is my tax bracket and, you know, all that stuff. Like the very specifics, they're going to be way off because it's over 20 years old. So keep that in mind if you do pick up the book. <laughs> the the very specifics are going to be outdated, but the general ideas won't be. All right. And then the last book I got for y'all is From Trash Man to Cash Man. 
Now this book, it's it's still an easy read, but it's more for people that want to go from poverty all the way to millionaire status and beyond that. So that's for so this is what this book is for. If you if you I'm not trying to get I, I still advise that you read it, but you know, maybe just don't, you know, take just don't take the advice from the millionaire side of things and all that good stuff. But I feel like it's why why wouldn't you want to make as much money as you could? You know what I'm saying? Like don't make it your, you know, don't make it the only thing you're focusing on. But, like, if you're along this journey, why not? <laughs> like, like if, if you already, if you get to the point to where you got a $100,000 net, net worth and then you get a million dollar net worth, why would you just stop? You might, you might as well compound that thing and make even more. It's not like you're doing much. You're not, it's not like you're doing a whole lot of extra stuff, right? You're just doing what you did to get to a hundred thousand, and then doing doing what you did from a hundred thousand to get to a million, and then from a million, so on, right? And so, that being said, I still think you should get the book. Whether you want to be a millionaire, multi-millionaire or not, it still has great foundational principles when it comes to finance. The best thing, and the reason why I have this book in my hand and looking at the book and not looking at y'all, is because it has an asset protection house. And so what he talks about and what made it very, because I'm, I'm a visual learner. And so it, it just made it make a lot more sense. And so he talks about how, and I'll try to post a picture of this uh, on the video so y'all can see what I'm talking about. But basically he has the job income going straight into the income window. So there's four windows of this house. You got the income window, you have the IPA window, you have the WRL window, and then you have the outgo window, income window. This is money coming into the house. This is income. IPA, you have income producing assets. That's the window for income producing assets. WRL, this is the wealth reducing uh, wealth reducing liabilities, right? And then you have the outgo window. This is the money going out mainly uh, for bills and stuff like that. So when it comes to poor people, what do poor people do? Poor people get a job. It goes straight to the income window, skips the IPA window as well as the WRL window because they're poor. They, they can't afford these other things. They're not at the point to where they can have, you know, all these wealth-reducing liabilities or income-producing assets. They're not, that, they're not at that point yet, and they're not of that mindset yet. They're literally living paycheck to paycheck. Every time a paycheck comes in, it goes directly to their bills, right? Outgo window includes taxes, rent, utilities, food, clothes, children, and auto, right? So it's immediately going out the window. Right? Or straight straight out the house. And then, like, okay, you got a little bit of money. Now you're in the uh, middle class. Oops, hold on, I skipped it. I skipped it. There we go. Now you're in middle class. You got a little bit more money. You go from the job, 
the job money goes into the income window, goes straight down to the wealth, <laughs> reducing liabilities, which include cars, boats, boats slash campers, credit cards, revolving charges, or revolving, uh, what's it called? Revolving debt, charges, and student loans, right? So it's like, okay, you got a little bit more money. Okay, you went to college. Okay, you got a nicer car. Okay, you got a boat for the weekends. Okay, you got a camper to travel every once in a while. You got some credit cards. But that money, that money is going straight from your paycheck to all these liabilities, not making you any money. Then you pay your taxes, rent, utilities, foods, clothes, children, and auto. And then all that money's out the house. So you, you took a step up. You're doing a little bit better in life. But most of these people are still living paycheck to paycheck. Right? And then the last one, this this, this is really what inspired me, was the, was the last house. This is the financial house of the rich in the beginning. So you got a job, that money coming in, you're putting that money towards IPA assets, income-producing assets. So you're putting that money into the assets. You're also using that money for wealth-reducing liability, liabilities. You still got some cars. You still got the boat. You still got all these other stuff that's not producing you income. But you have the right to enjoy that. You worked hard. You're putting. You're still putting money into the... Uh, produce income producing assets, but but you still want to have fun, you still want to drive a nice car. Nothing wrong with that. So now you have money coming in. The income window is now. That money is now being dispersed between income producing assets, wealth reducing liabilities, and then the outgo window, which is the taxes and all that good stuff. So good, you're making even more money. All right, what's the last stage? Financial house of the rich over time. So money coming in, right? So the income window is still going out to the income producing assets. But now, over time, <laughs> those assets are coming, are producing income. So now, those, now that money is going right back into the income producing or right back into the income window. So now you got money going both ways between those windows, right? And so now your job made your money. You put that money into some assets. Now those assets are making you money. And now those assets are paying for the nice car. They're paying for the nice boat. They're paying for the nice camper. They're paying for the nice house, right? They're paying for all these great things. They're paying for your rent. They're paying for your taxes. They're paying for your utilities. They're paying for roots, Chris. They're paying for whatever, right? They're paying for the Rolex. <laughs> not, not, not these assets are getting you the things you want. And then they go out the window, right? So understand, like... 
once I saw this, like, I, I don't know what it was. I think, like I said, I, I'm a visual learner. So once I saw this, I was like, okay, okay. I'm I'm all in on this finance stuff. I, I, I really need to figure this one out. And I'm really inspired to show other people, as I'm along my journey, how to figure this out as well. And since I'm along my journey, I'm going to bring on some experts that are already there, that are already where I want to be, that are already where you want to be. We're going to get them on. So they can tell both of us how we going to get there. You feel me? So those are the books. This episode was long, fam. This was supposed to be a... Uh, this this episode was supposed to be 15, 20 minutes, but this was a longer episode, very, very much longer than I anticipated. But I hope it was jam-packed with information. I hope it was jam-packed with knowledge. I hope you take this information. I hope you take these nuggets. You run with them. You apply at least two to three things. I hope you took notes. Take one or two notes, right? I don't care. Rewind. Do what you got to do. But take one or two things from this episode, apply it, whether it's going on YouTube, whether it's getting these books, and apply the information. That's all I ask y'all to do. That's it. If you're getting value, uh, down in the description, there'll be a way for you to donate one, five, or ten dollars a month. Give the brother, help a brother out special. And with that, y'all take it easy. Peace.